Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with staff writer Colin Taylor talking about today's Will Muschamp press conference. Only about 15 or 16 minutes, Muschamp addressed the media today in the wake of the beatdown that the Gamecocks took from third-ranked Georgia Saturday at Williams-Brice. And, Colin, you know, I, I think it was a lot what we expected from Muschamp. He was not in a good mood today. Well, he was he was about as short as he's been all uh, dating, even dating back to the preseason. Um, I guess, you know, he, he seemed a lot more focused and a lot more, you know, ready to get out of there and get back to work than yeah. we've seen him. Um since uh, fall camp started at the beginning of August. So yeah. um, a little bit different tone to, in today's press conference than what it has been the past, I guess, two weeks. Yeah, frankly, he sounded like a coach whose team got horsewhipped at home on national TV against the third-ranked team in the country. So, Colin, where is Gamecock football right now? I know we're only two games into the season, and before we get to what Muschamp talked about today in preparation for the Marshall game that is still set for 7.30, on Saturday night with Hurricane Florence uh, barreling toward the Carolina coastline. That is obviously subject to change later in the week, but as of right now, as of our recording on this Tuesday afternoon, we are set for 7.32 kickoff for Carolina and Marshall at Williams-Brice. Where's Gamecock football right now, Colin? Last week we were talking about, you know, Gamecocks back in the top 25, huge opportunity to beat a top five team in the country and an SEC East rival, and all that has gone by the wayside now. You could definitely tell that it hurt, especially after the game um, when they were talking to the media. Um, you could definitely tell that they were hurt. Um, and and it, it, you could tell that it – I don't want to say it was lingering today, but um, – 
they talked about how, you know, they, they've flushed it, but it's still, you know, they, they obviously wanted to win, but um, they flushed it, and they realized that there's still a lot left to play for, you know. If Georgia slips up twice, which could happen, I don't know if it will, if Georgia slips up twice, because they've mentioned that if they win out, they win the East. Um, so a, a lot can happen, um, but they they seem optimistic, but they know how big of an opportunity they missed last weekend against a, a really, really good um, Georgia team. Yeah, there were questions about the Georgia game. You know, what a reporter asked about uh, the six drops by wide receivers, and Muschamp jumped in and said, well, three of them were by running backs, and he was kind of, you know, he was a little bit snippy with the reporter there, Colin. And, you know, I think uh, this did not come as a huge surprise to me. Muschamp clearly did not want to be addressing the media today. He wanted to get back in the film room. Yeah, and and you could kind of tell that from – I mean, he got asked about the same number of questions as he normally does. He went about 10 minutes shorter than, than normal, too. Um, so he's a guy that is about as attention to detail and about as focused as it gets. Um, and, you know, today was just kind of one of those days where you felt like he had to be there. And, and he answered all the questions to his credit. But um, you could tell that he just wanted to get back and, and get back to work um, as quickly as possible to kind of focus on, on Marshall. How similar is this loss to Georgia, Colin, like the Kentucky loss a year ago? You know, the Gamecocks were able to regroup very nicely from that loss to Kentucky, a disappointing loss at home early in the season. Carolina went on to have a good year last year. What are the chances that South Carolina can do that again here in 2018? Yeah, and I think that that Kentucky game was probably a little bit harder to flush than um, this Georgia game just because Georgia is the number three team in the country. They are coming off an SEC title and a national title game appearance. So, um, and, and that Kentucky team, you could argue that South Carolina was more talented across the board, um, and it was at home and it was at night and things like that. So, uh, I think this game is a little bit easier to flush, and I think that given the schedule coming up, it'll be a lot easier for South Carolina to rebound from that. You get a Marshall team um, that's good but not great, and then you get two very winnable conference games on the road against Vanderbilt Kentucky. So, the stage is there for South Carolina to kind of regroup and get their feet back under them um, against teams that um, they'll likely be favored against going into those games. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason for doom and gloom this week. Obviously, the Georgia game didn't go like a lot of us would have liked, but the bottom line is that, uh, you know, well, Calvin, what makes the Georgia game special every year? It's because it's a measuring stick game for Gamecock right. football. In the years that Carolina beats Georgia, Gamecock fans know they've got a good football team on their hands. And I think this mm-hmm. year – you know, hopes were high that Carolina could beat Georgia, and South Carolina, frankly, got a wake-up call on Saturday. Let's not forget Georgia's top three in the country. They might be the best team South Carolina faces this year. Clemson's right there. But you look at the polls right now, and the top three teams in the nation are Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. Maybe in that order. Maybe Georgia's better than Clemson. We don't know yet, but we'll find out. But these are the top football teams in the land right now, and the Gamecocks just were not ready to get into that discussion. So, you know, I think that's something to be thankful for. South Carolina now has a much better grasp of where it is in the national picture, and the Gamecocks still got work to do, Colin. Yeah, and I think that the frustrating part probably for a lot of fans is, you know, they want to be good. They want to be good so bad. It's frustrating to see the teams they play every year, like a Georgia and a Clemson, doing what they're doing. And I think that's the frustrating part um, for a lot of fans. And, um, I, I completely understand it. You know, you, you want to be good, and, it, and it's tough watching two of your biggest rivals do what they're doing um, in Georgia and Clemson making, you know, playoff appearances and winning national titles. So I think it's a good measuring stick. I think South Carolina learned a lot about where they are, 
And uh, Blake Camper said it today during his media availability that, you know, the offensive line, uh, it didn't show, but they feel like they kind of held their own against a, a really elite defensive front. And um, that goes a long way. He said that this was kind of a measuring stick for them. Um, and they performed pretty well, and they think they passed it. So um, I think there's some things to build on here. And you, you got to think about it, the breaking in a new offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, the first, Brian Clinton's first full-time gig, and I think he learned a lot about what to do in these big games. Um, and I think that they're going to kind of move forward and make the changes that they needed to make. And I think it's a lot better to do that early and then find that wake-up call and that reality check in week two or week three of a season than go all year and then have your weaknesses exposed later on. So I think you kind of learn what to correct early and that will help you later in the season. All right, the black cloud from the Georgia game still hanging over Columbia, South Carolina, and to some extent the football program as the Gamecocks now turn their attention to the Marshall Thundering Herd. Again, 7.30 kickoff Saturday night at Williams-Brice, depending on what happens with Hurricane Florence, and that is very much a fluid situation. Uh, Colin, I just heard on the radio here on this Tuesday in Columbia that if the path or the projected path of the hurricane does not change by tomorrow, uh, it, it's very likely this, that this game does not go off as planned. So with that sort of being a backdrop uh, to the uh, run-up to the Marshall game on Saturday, you know, let's talk about Carolina trying to focus its attention on this Marshall game and not be so overwhelmed by what happened Saturday against Georgia. It's harder to do during the week because you're around so much. You know, you're around the students. It's a lot easier to do on game day, kind of flushing that. Um, and, you know, we're not around the program uh, at practice or anything. So we really don't get to see how they're reinforcing it. But from what Sherrod Green and some of the other players said, that the coaches have talked about just flushing it and it's a new week. And um, the, the big mantra from the the team today was that it's only week three. You know, you still have 10 games left um, to kind of prove that this was just a fluke game, that this doesn't define the season. So I think they're going to take that as motivation and, you know, come out this Saturday against Marshall, wherever that might be, and if that game's played, and really try to show that what they put on the field Saturday is not indicative of really what what happened um, and, and what this team's about moving forward. Due to the threat of Hurricane Florence, University of South Carolina is closed as of today, Tuesday, and that means no classes for all students, and that includes, obviously, the football team. So a chance for the players to spend a little bit more time around the football ops center. Although Muschamp pointed out that the 20-hour rule is still in effect. Yeah, so, you know, regardless if regardless of anything, they can only have them for 20 hours of mandated film and practice time. Um, but if players now, now if players want to get on, you know, watch film on their own, they have a little bit more time to do that. Muschamp said they had a study hall today to kind of get ahead on some work. Um, but this is kind of a nice little, I don't want to say break for the offense or for the team, but, you know, you have a little bit more time to get some treatment done. You have a little bit more time to kind of rest and relax, relax after two games um, and get your body right as compared to having to go to class and not being able to get some of the treatment that you might need to get um, just as an added precautionary thing. Um, so I think it's good. You know, it's never great to have classes canceled for a hurricane, but there is some positive things that are going to come out of that hopefully yeah and for all we know the hurricane could turn north and not even make landfall in south carolina or north carolina it's projected to land right now somewhere between 
Charleston and Cape Hatteras, but landfall not expected to be made by this hurricane until sometime overnight on Friday. So, Colin, given that it's a fluid situation with the hurricane, what's the best-case scenario for the Gamecocks uh, to play this game as scheduled on Saturday or to maybe hope you know that it gets rescheduled or, or maybe not played at all? Yeah, so um, the best-case scenario is to obviously play the game. Um, they're hoping that the, it, it turns a little bit more north um, and, and avoids the South Carolina. Um, but a lot of, and, and, you know, if they can't play the game, um, well, then option two would obviously be to move it. But if they can't play the game, then South Carolina has another bye week they can try to find an opponent on. Or they could play it, if they're not playing in the SEC title game, they could play it that conference championship week to make it up. Um, so there are a bunch of different options, and a lot of it's not, a lot of the decision will come down to um, if, Columbia is flooded or if Columbia has some hurricane damage, but a lot of it will depend on if they can get the support structure of law enforcement staff and the people that can work the game um, to the game in time. And if Marshall feels safe traveling to Columbia um, on a flight or how, if they can get there, if they can get back because Marshall's got to go through Virginia and North Carolina, which are expected to take the brunt of this hurricane. Um, So a lot depends on, if, if they'll be able to make it into town or if they'll be able to get out of town once the game ends. Yeah, obviously, best-case scenario is that the hurricane does not come here. That's our first concern, obviously. And uh, right. no, no high school football in Richland or Lexington County on Friday night. All games canceled for both counties. And obviously, along the coast, that'll be the same. Schools are closed. And you know evacuations have already begun along the coast of South Carolina and North Carolina. So safety is the number one priority right now. But I was just curious, you know, from a football standpoint, would it be a good thing for Carolina not to have to play this Saturday night and get that early, you know, bye week, even though it wasn't scheduled in this 2018 season? So, Colin, it feels like a strange week. You know, the, the beat down from Georgia hurt, and now we got the hurricane barreling down on us, and it just seems like everything's kind of up in the air right now. Yeah, it's been it's been a weird start to the season. Um, you don't get that normal marquee non-con game that South Carolina usually plays, and <laughs> now then you have a, a huge emotional game against Georgia, and now – you're having to, to navigate around a hurricane. Um, so it, it's been interesting, and I think that South Carolina wants to play this game. I think Marshall wants to play this game, but um, it, it's kind of weird that we're recording this on a Tuesday and everything's still kind of up in the air um, in, in everything that's going down. Yep. So, very, it, very it, so it's a little, it, it, it's a little, little weird for what uh, a normal start to a season is like. All right, Colin, obviously our members, our subscribers, Visitors to Gamecock Central can continue to check the website for up-to-the-minute information on possible postponements or cancellations or any changes, any news at all regarding this Marshall game scheduled for Saturday night. Yeah, obviously, and we'll have plenty of updates when, when we hear things. And there's already a, a lot of threads and discussion on our boards about um, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and, and all the possibilities. So it's a it's a lively, lively time on our message boards, to say the least, about this hurricane and, and I guess the fallout from, from last week's Georgia game. Colin, you and I have gone about as long on the podcast today as Will Muschamp went in his press conference earlier this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. There's a lot to talk about, even if Muschamp may not want to and wants to get back to work. We still have a lot to talk about, right? It's football season. That's right. Colin, appreciate you. Thanks for the time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Colin Taylor, our staff writer with Gamecock Central, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. We'll pass along more information on the Hurricane and on the Marshall game just as soon as it becomes available. Thanks for joining us for the GCR Podcast.
Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.